Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod. and welcome to episode 46 we are so glad to have you we are so <laughs> glad and we are pre-recording because i'm going to lisbon tomorrow what are you going to lisbon for sasha i'm going to lisbon for my 31st birthday um and i'm so excited but i'm also dreading the airport because we've heard some horror stories recently about manchester airport um my client Emma said that she went to Lisbon last week and her flight was at 6 p.m. She got to the airport at 2 p.m. because she'd heard so many like nightmares. She was men they were men set off at six. It got delayed till eight. And then the plane didn't leave till quarter to ten. So she got to Lisbon at one in the morning and she got to the airport at two. And I was like, no. no. And we've got to be there at three in the morning. My two of my friends went uh, when I was in Manchester a couple of Sundays ago. They all went from Manchester Airport to Rome for a week, right. and it was so fine. See, this I think I was just saying in we've got a WhatsApp group with the four people that are going called Custard Tart, and um, mm. I think it's luck of the draw because yeah, I've yeah. had I've heard people say, "Well, it's fine when I went," and then I've heard horror stories like Emma's, and I was like, "I think it's just going to be." Love. I don't think it's going to be that busy at three in the morning. Oh, three in the morning. Yeah, it's the only only acceptable time to get up is when you're going on holiday like yeah. that. I haven't honestly. I haven't stayed up past midnight or got up before five in a decade. <laughs> <laughs> you prioritize sleep so much. I'm not good at it. It literally like fills me with like it. If I know I'm going to be t- going to bed like really, really late, I just think about it for ages. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh no, I'm going to feel like I'm going to feel like shit the next day. I'm yeah, gonna feel terrible. Um, and I usually feel fine, but I don't know. I, I love I love a good sleep. The anxiety that builds up. Yeah. And then yeah. Yeah, obviously, say I have to be there at three, which means oh my god, I have to be there at three, Jess. Oh god, that is early. Honestly, I said to Je- my other Jess who booked it. I did, she booked it for me for my birthday, so I didn't want to complain too much. But I was thinking, what are you thinking? <laughs> what are you do, thinking? You know me, do you know me? I get it when you're 20 and you just want to book the cheapest flight. It costs like nine quid. But we're all you in know, our 30s now. Come on. It, it might have been the only only flight time. Surely not. Three in the... mm, I don't I know. Mean, when, we, when we went to Lisbon in, uh, when was it? October 2018 I think we went um and ours was from Manchester as well and obviously we had to get over so it's like two hour bus from Scunay did we go from Manchester yeah I think we did yeah two hour bus from Scunay which was a trek and then it was like a really early flight you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna go old school and book a taxi I'm not gonna uber the taxi man will really appreciate that that you've thought this way well because what if I wake up right and then I've got to go and then and then uber like I don't know I can't get a taxi because you know sometimes like we are searching for your driver and they fucking yeah. aren't because then for 20 minutes later I've not got one 
um and one of my clients knows the owner of um they're like a big taxi firm in Manchester so I'll just call him up and say yo how much <laughs> is it gonna be pick me up at uh 2 45 in the morning I have to, to get my eight hours I gotta go to bed before seven and fall asleep you know what it is a good job that you've got contacts in high places that you can just ring up and say yo yo hit me up hit me up with this um no good that'll be ace yeah you should you'll have a really nice time yeah. it'll be lovely um it, what's the weather saying since you looked is it is it actually got any better yeah it's, it's like early 20s sunny cloudy like perfect for a city break really good I um I obviously we've started recording little video clips of this to put on social haven't we now um, oh my god are you doing I, one today because I'm a hot mess well my thought was I have put fake tan on this morning so whether I do the snippet from the beginning or the end of the podcast I will look an entirely different shade I've got a cardigan and no bra and no makeup on and I've, I've got like no. a sleep mark on my face the thing is we do need to do them but we both don't think this through <laughs> oh well it, hey we're we're just very look we're down we're two Natural 31 honey. year old down to earth hunts <laughs> I'm bored with that <laughs> can I also before we start show you my present I bought for myself sure for my birthday is it these sunglasses you've been telling me about so I am as, I, as people may or may or may not know I'm not one for an impulse purchase because I believe that you should uh want something before you get it and just limit oh. wastage and landfill ship because it's scary no and also look at your spreadsheet if you're Sasha oh no yeah I do <laughs> hear, me out. hear me out the spreadsheet brings me so much peace because if I want to buy something <laughs> that's a little bit ridiculous I can put I can literally see if I can or not yeah so it's, Mate, not like, it's not it's not a, not a bad thing I was just saying the processes that you go through is, is it absolutely fine da, 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 da. what is it is it is it sunglasses oh you did well, the thing is, if the sun's coming out in Lisbon, you needed him, right? Yeah. And about 10 days ago, I went to try them on in Harvey Nicks. And since I was like, I can't get them. They're too expensive. And then I left them. And then I was like, just thinking about them. And I was dreaming about them. I was telling, and I was like, if I still want them by, uh, just before I go to Lisbon, I'll just get them. Oh, sorry, but. Oh, they're very you. Oh my God. They are. See, this is why we need to. Sorry. This is why we need to put this snippet on the pod. Oh my god! Sorry, this is a look with a, a a double espresso and a pastel donata, and just being oh, like, oh yeah. Mm, very, very you. I love it. Oh my god! I great, love great purchase. Well done. Great purchase. They do feel quite big, but I guess I got a massive head, so. Go. I've got a small head but a lot of hair. So oh my god, told... I've got the opposite. I've got a massive head and no hair. Three hair told... like Simpson. We're going to a, a Hindu at the end of the month for my, one of my friends, and we're going to Brixton, and we're all going out, and it's like um, a festival day thing we're going to. Mm. And my friend said, like, one of the themes is we've all got to wear like a different coloured wig. And my friend is very, she's very, like, she's just very cool basically. So she does, she has all these wigs when she goes to like Glastonbury, and she looks amazing. Anyway, I bought a wig online. Oh, yeah. I'm of, yeah, yeah. I bought one off Amazon. And I think I tried it on just before the pod the other day, maybe. 
and it came and it was it's a purple uh like bob i was like it looked really nice like it'll be absolutely fine i have got too much hair for a bob like i cannot fit it in so i'm gonna have to buy a long wig because i put the little you've got like a little cap don't you yeah you yeah on, so you took all your hair in couldn't fit that on it wow. looked like a little jewish cap at the back of my head <laughs> because it it wouldn't fit all my hair mm. in and then every time I like moved, it just kind of like shr- like pinged off the top. Um, and then the the, the bobs didn't look look right, so I'm gonna have to buy a different one. I'm gonna have to buy a longer a longer wig to cope. I'd I'd actually love to wear one of those proper long wigs, you know, where you literally can't tell when your hair's like long and lustrous. Because I mm. I've got like literally like four hairs. My hair's so thin, it goes greasy in like six hours. It's just it's. Mind, I just have too much hair. What gets me is about the fact that I molt so much. Like, I, like honestly, my hair molts so much really? in the day. But I'm like, how can I molt this much <laughs> and still have so much hair? Like, you must be growing at such a quick rate that I can't keep up. God, I, anyway. I love how literally we're 10 minutes into the pod and we've talked about glasses, hair this is growth. A bit, <laughs> this, is, this is the bit where we just, well, I was going to say we chat rubbish, but we chat rubbish a hell of a lot of the other things as well. <laughs> so... We said this week, didn't we, we were going to do a podcast on women's health. Lovely. So Women's Health magazine, I actually get a free subscription from when I signed up with my bank a couple of years ago. Mm. And Sasha takes the mick out of me every time it arrives every single month, because you can understand why. Let me let me explain why we can take the mick out of it based on the podcast and everything that we speak about. One of the headlines on here is um, turn up the burn, how to torch more cows every workout. Oh. doesn't sound like something we would talk about um barbells for beginners uh yeah i lift heavier and train smarter yeah yeah we like can get on board with that mm-hmm. um even longoria reveals her secret workout weapon i can reveal that that secret workout is not anything exciting <laughs> i like um, even longoria though it's a shame uh she just based oh there was a bit in it that i like my eyes rolled i wonder if i can find it when i read it i haven't actually read all of the articles in this but um I did read that one because I, I was like, what's she up to these days? I've not actually heard uh, for a while. Um, basically, she, she, her, her secret weapon is jump sport, all one word, which is she's talking about her mini trampoline, which she bungee cars at bungee cards are opposed to springs. Ironically, bouncing on this trampoline is a low impact. So you get a sweaty workout without the pounding on your knees. Plus, she adds, it's so good for lymphatic drainage, the benefits which include reduced fluid retention, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But she did say something that I was like, I don't think you understand how this works. Um, I don't know if I can find it. But anyway, that's there's some of the headlines. So that's why we were like, we're going to go through it. And sometimes they do have little bits, um, little studies and articles that a good conversation starts. So we thought we would go through this week's, uh, this month's, women's health pick out some little articles and just talk about them yeah um our opinion on them maybe break them down if there's any myths in there that are worth absolutely talking about. so jess hit me hit me with that first one so um let's talk about this one though because i think this is quite topical and okay. you and i can probably definitely you and i can probably definitely that's <laughs> you and i can definitely relate to all of our clients who have um, experienced this in some way, shape or form, whether it's yeah. in themselves or the household. So Penn State University Research estimates that more than half of those diagnosed with COVID-19 since December 2019 will go on to experience post-COVID symptoms for up to six months. 
In better news, trials of a drug to improve exercise tolerance and reduce fatigue among sufferers was launched in the UK in November 2021, with the results mm-hmm. due in the middle of this year. So what percentage of your client base would you say has had COVID? I would probably say like 70 or 80% of my clients have had it. Oh, no, I say a bit less. Um, um, let me just think. I can, no, yeah, you're probably loads. right. Maybe, maybe 50%. There was a time where loads seemed to catch it all at once. And I was Drop, like... Hey. Dropping like flies. Yeah. And what was common themes that you saw, like, amongst, like, what you... Because we've almost had, like, a bit of a data collection ourselves, haven't we? Yeah. No, absolutely. I think I think maybe my clients got lucky because one of my clients is struggling with it at the moment. Um, she had it a few weeks ago, but she's still, like, when she's walking to work, she's having to sit on a bench and, like, catch her breath and stuff. But... I think we've been rather lucky that most of my clients that have had it like had it and then like a couple of weeks later they were good to go again so not really mm-hmm. suffering at all to be honest but I I understand that that's not the case with everyone yeah I would say similar to be fair like a few people it's it's kind of taking it out of them but um I guess what would be our advice to anyone who has got COVID and is like oh it's going to impact my training it's going to impact that type of thing and also um what would we say the benefits of exercise are in anticipation of like catching illnesses in the future so on the covid advice one mine was just to like rest just chill out like it's literally just stop worrying it like the fact that you've had to stop training um and if covid hit them like tough and hard enough I think for a lot of them, they were like quite happy just to go to bed because they were all knackered anyway. Yeah, exactly. And that's when, you know, the thing that we always say, it's like zoom out. Like how many weeks left have you got in your life? If you're honestly worried about two, then something's gone wrong somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's maybe a lack of patience and hoping that maybe we're deep down even though we say that we're trusting the process and we're just getting on with it and just happy to take our time if if you get ill and you're out for two weeks and you start to panic maybe it's showing that maybe you're not thinking mm-hmm. that way um but yeah I mean coming from Jess and I who have been training for over a decade like the amount of times I've had a few weeks off I honestly couldn't even count them there's so many and I'm yeah. fine <laughs> And it's, if we think back to, um, I got COVID three weeks before the marathon, didn't yeah. I? Yeah, and it was like, okay, well, you're going to have to rest, but we've done the work now, so. I guess if it was maybe I was impacted by it for longer and my symptoms were more severe, I might have been more worried. But yeah. can you imagine what me being worried would have done for that? I would have just got more, sh- like, stress, worked myself up more. Like, that's not going to help my body be able to recover and do its job. It, yeah. It's counterproductive. So you kind of need to like remind yourself of that when you're getting more stressed and more worked up. And like, I don't know about you, but like when people say, oh, I just need to sweat this out. It's like, um, <laughs> that's not what your body wants. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you have to do. <laughs> also, you'd, you'd invested time into a specific thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people who are just doing it for like, because they want to be healthier and stronger. Like what you, what, what are you what's panicking the, what's about? the rush yeah what you what what did you think that something like amazing was going to happen in a month or something because it probably won't they're also the people I think that um 
eat something and then panic that they're going to put on weight because they've eaten that one thing you know like it's all it's very like it's like do this instant result there it's like Mm -hmm. well no that's not how it works it's like accumulation yeah exactly um yeah I think it it boils down to what do you what are you actually doing this for if you're doing it for the reasons that you said you did then this would not bother you you just Mm -hmm. be like oh hey I've got COVID um I'm feeling a bit shit um I'm gonna rest up um so maybe don't program for me this week okay cool um keep me updated let me know how you feel and I'll program for you from Monday as normal the end Mm -hmm. yeah that's all it should be and I've had that conversation well 50% of my clients have had it so I've had that conversation that many times um Mm. I didn't have any messages saying panicking even from you just when you had it and you're doing the marathon like it was no panic it was like this is a bit annoying um Mm. cool but there's nothing we can do about it so let's crack on yeah I think my only like and I don't even think I mentioned this to you but my only worry was like that first run how that was going to feel because you'd heard heard a lot of horror stories about people's like lung capacity hadn't you yeah but it was it was fine so it's like there's no point in getting worried about something that you don't even know what the the result's going to be yet and going on to our next point what having what does having a good base level of fitness do for you when it comes to getting poorly it, yeah I think what the illness is I guess I've definitely noticed it myself and I'm only ever speaking from personal experience on this one but mm-hmm. since I started to look after myself like my um recovery time is a lot shorter so I don't need as long like if I if I get ill I I still pick up colds and stuff throughout the year but I only ever find a cold knocks me out for like one to two days now whereas I used to be like oh god it's oh god it's going on this it's like I'm really struggling with it whereas it doesn't feel like that anymore and that's probably a combination of prioritizing sleep making sure I'm getting plenty of fruits and vegetables in making sure that I'm staying hydrated the understanding that I don't need to like punish myself because I probably would have in the past when I was maybe early 20s not been very well in a pre-COVID world and still gone to the gym which is Mm -hmm. like now you're like ew (laughs) like that's disgusting what I do appreciate about the pandemic is it's made people question when they're not feeling well to be like should I really go to that place when I'm a bit under the weather whereas I think the culture of, of of um hectic work and whatever like just if you work an abandoned job yeah meant that people would always push through that whereas now I think people are going no you know what it's not worth it no absolutely for them, for them and for you yeah but then also you got to look at the other side in that there's probably some people out there who have been you know into their training a long time and they get you know they're getting it done and then they get COVID and then they feel a bit shit and then they get out of the swing of things and suddenly they're like oh yeah I probably could go oh yeah but I, you know I've still got COVID or oh, when really they're fine yeah drag it on a little bit yeah and then yeah, yeah. you just got to understand guys that everyone falls out it, it is tough when you've been on holiday or been ill or whatever it's not it's not easy to just spring back into that routine that you left behind for a bit like it that's the whole point of rhythms and and routine like it's not easy to get into but you have to get into it otherwise you won't stay there Mm -hmm. um but I think people think it's simple but it's not like even the people that have been training for 20 30 years probably when they get back from holiday think oh right I've just got to get that first session done and then I'll be back into it so yeah you're not alone it's just be real and just understand that it's not going to be easy but you just got to go and yeah that first session back will be shit (laughs) yeah and it's just 
grinning and bearing it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. So I think what did I say to you? It was the first run I did, wasn't it? And I was like, mm. my heart rate is really high, but I feel okay. But yeah. I was like, that's that's your body basically saying we're not quite right yet. Warning, warning. <laughs> but you you've got to like listen to a bit of both, haven't mm. you? And and kind of play it by ear. I think we did the run and then maybe rested for like a day or two, didn't we? Yeah, thing. had a bit more rest. So we yeah. right hit me up with hit me up with another one another one um okay cool so the next one was um i run the same for this was a question some months bid. i run the same 4k loop five times a week is my body bored um so some like a personal trainer has answered their own response to that but i reckon we go off hours yeah let's go off hours because this personal trainer has probably been told to say something because it's women's health magazine um so this woman's is it 4k 4k how many times a week the same 4k loop five times a week wow my first thing is good for her it's <laughs> a lot of volume she's that. doing 20k a week mm. and this is why it's like is my body bored so jess mentioned this to me just before we start recording um what do you want out of it i hate that i hate some of these things like this because everyone assumes that everyone is chasing something fucking incredible like David Goggins it's like some people are just moving for the sake of it and I mentioned to Jess when I used to work in a big box gym like a chain um virgin I'd see I was in there for years and then I'd see like people in there and then people that had worked there for a long time have said oh that guy's been coming and doing that same thing for 15 years as if it was a negative thing yeah and it's like he's 80 (laughs) He's in the gym and it's like, oh yeah, but that's an 80 year old. And it's like, it doesn't, it literally doesn't matter if you are doing it just to move. That's it. Just because this lady who's running 4k five times a week just to move blood and because she enjoys it, fucking do what you want. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the, the question isn't, is my body bored? Is are you bored? Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. like, if, if she's not bored and she loves doing it, any PT to say, well, you're not progressing your 5k. It's like, I tell them to, Look at the individual. What do they want? Yeah. Who who yeah. are you to say what that woman's goal is? So going back to what you spoke on last week's pod, uh, Atelic, is it? Atelic and Telic, yeah. Yeah. So that's that an was... a, that's an Atelic um, goal. And if you didn't listen to for, episode 45, Atelic is basically a goal that you're not waiting for something to happen with that goal. It's just, well, it's not really a goal, is it? It's just a, an act of doing something. For example, painting. You're not trying to sell the painting. You're not trying to become a better painter. You're just painting because you want to paint or, um, yeah, you're not expecting anything to come from it, basically. So if this woman is practicing an atelic, I wouldn't even call it a goal, just an act. Um, I'm sure there's a word that you could call it like atelicism or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, was off the tongue. Yeah. Then who is anyone to, to say anything, really? she's asking which is obviously why it's totally fine but I think that question like your body it doesn't matter if your body's bored are you bored because if you're bored then you won't continue it so that's it questions you know problem solved I guess it'd be interesting to know how long how long she's been doing that for exactly exactly that's why and also what she just what she means by my body is bored what does that mean yeah if she says either not progressing or she yeah. says progressing with um, what as well like, yeah 
digging deeper oh she, oh she means no my body body like as in like I'm bored I just use that as it depends because like you say that that is it is a key difference are you bored or your body bored is your body bored exactly so my my questions to that lady would be how long have you been doing it what are you trying to get out of it and did you mean are you bored or is your body bored so that's Mm -hmm. to say she's been doing it for a year okay um what do you want out of it oh I I really when I run um it really de-stresses me from work and it's just nice to I like going to work coming back going for my run and then sitting down and having dinner with my family okay cool um are you bored of it no I was just wondering if my my body was bored it's like well if you if that's all you want de-stress then it doesn't matter if your body's bored or not mm-hmm. so that's one scenario mm-hmm. but then another scenario could be I've been doing it for two months <laughs> um okay Wait, what is it is it Veruca salt that's the impression <laughs> that I just got yeah. from you <laughs> I've been doing it for two months okay what do you want out of it well I want to lose um two stone okay um are you do, you do you mean are you bored or your or body is your body bored like well is my body just getting used to it and that's why I'm not losing any weight because I'm eating this and blah, blah, blah. there you go that is like so you need yeah. to know that which obviously the I, I empathize because that trainer's probably been sent this in an email like answer this question we're we're publishing it blah blah zero context but can you see how like it could just be do what you want love you're cracking on you're running more than most people and if you enjoy it and you love it and it's part of your day and whatever it probably takes you what 20 25 minutes go have fun but then if it's the latter and it's Veruca Salt then mm. that whoa that needs to be broken down and there needs to be some like awareness around what she's actually trying to do so yeah it's two totally different things and I guess from my thoughts on it as well like that yeah I totally agree on those ones the other one is if it's boring if it's the same loop and stuff like that if it's Mm -hmm. the if what she's bored of is the scenery or what if she's bored of is like it's the, the it's the same sort of time whatever it's like that's that is just the the monotony of running so you do need to kind of make it a little bit more interesting you do need to have a couple of different routes sometimes to make yeah. it more if, if it's that element of it not my body is bored but like I'm bored of like probably doing the same thing it's yeah. finding those other things as well because you take it for granted a little bit but this is why treadmill running is quite boring because you need something to stimulate them yeah, yeah. yeah. 100% and that's what kind of helps helps you just think differently about it as a, as a process so yeah I think there's, that's a little little side note as well but like you say like 20k is, is a lot good for um, her but again depends on what the goals are and um, mm-hmm. we obviously as well um are massive believers in resistance training so if she's doing that five times a week when is she strength training as well yeah. maybe is a good question yeah if she's not not doing any she's missing out on um so many other benefits with 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 her health but again it depends on what's important to her it's all yeah. right us putting words into her, her mouth but if we don't know what that is um and then like when is she resting what's her recovery like all that type of thing absolutely yes I mean that's what that's what we mean there's so many yeah. broad statements there's so many like answers to everyone's questions on socials and in magazines and whatever but it's like no one actually knows how to answer a question until you know what the question actually means Mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's just one of those things isn't it it's just people wanting the answer to something straight away 
And that's what a magazine is, isn't it? It's exactly. It, 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 it I'm was like I'm honestly surprised women's health magazines still going. Do people still buy magazines? I don't know. Like, I wonder what they're online. Um... Yeah, because they've got an online magazine, right? Guess how much it is now. Oh God, inflation seven percent. Uh, seven fifty. Oh no, four ninety nine. Oh, I think I remember it being about two ninety nine. Yeah. But then, like I say, I, I'm not actually, I, I don't pay for this. I get it for free, so. Yeah. Um, and would you, would you pay for it? Nah. No. 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 Okay. Let's do a segment here in the middle of, are we still here? So oh, yeah. if, you, if you missed last week's episode, we said that we were going to introduce a part of the pod where we uh, share <laughs> something that me and Sasha have chatted about normally over WhatsApp or Instagram or TikTok where we send each other videos all day uh, of things that infuriate us. Um, <laughs> and that make us say, in regards to the health and fitness industry or as a whole, are we still here? So have you got one? Have you got one on hand that we spoke about? Obviously, I know we needed the podcast a couple of days ago, but we do normally have quite a few in the burner, in the on the back burner. <laughs> oh, I've just landed on the perfect one. It's Show not. I, no, I, no, hold on. It's not. I don't detest this. this isn't what annoys me. But are we still here? Um, is that right? Is that is that appropriate? Show me. Can you show me? It's basically something. It was. A, I was in a comment section, um, which is sometimes where you know I go to die. Um, oh. And it was basically someone saying um, about improving mental health and everything. And then, as the comments unraveled, it it's it soon went into just that this person was basically just desperate to not gain weight, and that was all that mattered to her. And it's like sometimes there's a buzzword or whatever. And it's like, yeah, mental health. Oh, yeah. You know, I want to improve my mental health. But it's like if. If improving your mental health meant you probably should put on some weight, is that OK? No, 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 no. And then it's like. Are we still here that we think that remember, I did an email about this was ages ago and this woman was like, oh, I love it when I get my anxiety attacks because my appetite disappears. So I lose weight and I'm like, what? That's not a sign of health. actually mental. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just going to scratch that part out. <laughs> well, everyone could see that I wasn't, you know, just no, been no, no, like, no. that is I don't, mental. I don't, I don't know. That is mental no, that worry. someone would rather be mentally ill than a little bit heavier. Well, it's the same as um, people, we spoke about this, did we last week which is like people going to slimming world it's like getting applauded for having food poisoning it's like people would rather have food poisoning janice has got the shits everyone (laughs) that lose weight janice janice what was it raw chicken yeah fantastic work (laughs) gold star gold star if you could before you leave just share the recipe with the group Uh, that'd be great (laughs) yeah it's called a medium rare chicken (laughs) yeah is it yeah it's it's this and I think, you know, I think we are going away from it. And I think people like Amelia Thompson, Amelia Thompson, I'm so bad with names, honestly, Amelia Thompson and Sohee Lee. Um, who These else? are all like 
quite well-known people in yeah. the fitness industry well-known in the mainstream fitness industry which is great not just like um doing stuff in the corner and hoping people will hear like people are hearing and it's basically challenging the fitness industry into like just assuming that weight loss is all that matters and everything is done in our jobs as personal trainers in order to make that person lose weight when it's not mm-hmm. um which I think is great because quite often people use that they want to lose weight as a complete like it's just a mask to the fact that there's actually something else going on and you should dig into why that person wants to lose weight because if it's like a a self-esteem thing or a confidence thing or a thing that's deep 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 inside then losing weight ain't gonna help yeah it might even make it worse so it's like you have to think about these things um and it's not about if someone genuinely does and they have reasons why they want to then yeah okay it's our job to help them with that but it's also our job to not just jump to conclusions and just be like if someone comes on to our uh you know oh hi Jess I'd really like to work with you I'm not saying that you would do this by the way it's just an example hey Jess I'd really like to work with you um let's hop on a call and then you just said okay so um um I'm just going to talk you through how my systems work so you're going to upload your photos and measurements and just put your weight in there it's like hold on a sec I never said anything about that what has that got to do with anything yeah what that I'd, I'd be honestly if that was me and I was a client I would be so insulted I'd be like yeah. why on earth does what I weigh and my waist circumference and a picture of me in my in my fucking underwear in my bathroom got anything to do with why yeah. I want to coach with you when actually I was really looking to um, because I wanted some help with my deadlift technique and I really wanted to learn um how to do more gymnastic work like what has that got to do with it my my app's a little bit frustrating for that because it makes you put your weight in to start with all your like your age and everything so it's like you almost it like it's like a requirement for you to but can you see how that's an issue because it's a famous it's a a well-known fitness app so mine also does it which frustrates me because it's open but I've um my client Kirsten that I've just taken on I messaged her and I just said by the way, the app will send you forms. I said, I don't write those. Yeah. Them. Just skip I, past I, I've said that to clients as well before. But people who come to me and they're like, I don't know my weight because I've not weighed myself in however many years or whatever. And I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, just fill in whatever you need to fill in. And it's like, I'm not going to, it's not going to dictate then how I look at what we're doing together in this instance, like at all. So, so yeah, it's... um it's bad really but then you understand you understand why people associate fitness with only weight loss because it's like even the systems like even us as coaches who are trying to like in in some instances where it's not important to people steer away from that um it's like we can't even escape it sometimes because we're like it's the requirement of what the systems that we use to to kind of get it in like oh god if me and Sash could build our own I'm sure we would but oh my god well like I'm sure some people that have the money to set up an app have done so um but the are we still here for episode 46 is are we do we still think that our industry is just to help people lose weight because what a sad day yeah I spoke to Mass about this yesterday so yeah um Mass is part of um, OPEX Manchester, which Sash mm-hmm. is a, a coach for. Um, and we we catch up with him. Uh, well, 
once a week yeah quite frequently um but I'm just giving context because I'm conscious we sometimes drop names in without context so I'm yeah. just just making sure um but I was speaking to him yesterday about like the future of coaching yeah. and where it's going really and and I do think as well coming from the background that so I when I did marketing I worked in online marketing but I used to work with a hell of a lot of people who did a lot of technical and like systems and automation and stuff as well and I do think it will be going in that direction similar to um a app that we slated fairly recently which is noom which is like um a weight loss app where it says it is based on behavioral techniques to help you lose weight and it's not a weight loss it's it's not a but like literally we've done it we me and sasha did the little form and and it is exactly the same basically it's still a calorie like output remember Do you remember the tweet that that doctor put? Oh my God, it was so good. It said, Noom is just my fitness pal in a different wig. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like that, um, the the meme of the clown putting his face on and it's like the stage is in reverse, isn't it? Yeah. But um, it's, um, yeah, so so Noom is, is basically an app like that and the future of coaching will probably get more and more automated like that. So um, at the moment you go onto their website and you fill in maybe 10 to 20 questions and based on an algorithm, it will give you like an output of like, this is what we recommend that you do for calories wise, which again, you could find online without paying anything if you really mm-hmm. wanted to. Um, but this is what we also recommend from a selection of probably our diets, uh, like recipes and all whatever. But it is going more and more down that line. And what we're talking about with Craig is people are in the future probably going to be inputting more of their data into systems like this to get an output which they think is bespoke to them but still probably will only focus on the things that fitness is believed to be about which is weight loss right or you might occasionally get one in there which is weight loss or mm. gain gain muscle maybe as well similar to like my fitness weight part. management then essentially <laughs> yeah which will be those two those two things and it's like that might be the future of fit like fitness in a subscription model or an automated model but you'll pay like what you do with the services that Sasha and I provide now is you're not paying just for that. You're paying for someone to get to know you as an individual to improve your health in so many different areas of your life from environmental to relational, to physical, to mental, to emotional, all these different, different pillars that you as a person, maybe because your life's so busy, because you maybe haven't got any experience with improving your health before sweep over because you're just like, well, that's not important it's not important that my partner's always offering me a takeaway on an evening. That's not important that I work 12 hour days. That's not important. And then you don't think it is, but that's actually impacting all the other things that go into your life. And not that we can fix them as your coach, but we can definitely have the conversation to enlighten some of those things to help you with that journey. And you're not going to get that from, you ain't going to get that from I can just, and you know what? I can just imagine someone inputting all their data in, in like trying to get the app to somehow understand that they've been in an abusive relationship or like they have really low self esteem or they're really underpaid at work but overworked. Um, then ever, you know, they're putting in everything that you know, stress, blah blah. And it's like we recommend sweet potato. (laughs) We we recommend uh, celery juice. Thanks, it just comes through with an email this is your daily recommendation cabbage soup mm-hmm. oh well I actually told you that um I'm in an abusive relationship and the gym scares me because my ex goes there and um I feel like even though he's not in the gyms that the other gyms I just get scared that he's going to be there we recommend cabbage 
<laughs> we recommend a calorie deficit. Um, well, actually, I just told you that um, I have insomnia. We recommend caloric <laughs> restriction. <laughs> yeah, does does not does not compute. Oh so shit! But you know what? On Dragon's Den, there's a business. When a business comes in, Stephen Bartlett always asks the question like, "What is the main?" threat to your business and if they don't know he goes ape shit because he's just like if you don't know what any threats are to your business how are you going to overcome them when they eventually happen mm-hmm. so this could be seen as a threat to i but i am literally not worried at all i would never it it doesn't phase me whatsoever because i work and jess works with such a small amount of people there's always going to be 25, 30 people that are going to want something a bit more. That, that's a, such a small percentage of the UK or the world if you're working with people abroad, like I'm, I think Jess and I both are. It's like, I'm not worried about an app because when you put out the message that you put out, I don't know, in my emails or Jess on Instagram, whatever, the people you attract are people that know that to be truly coached, you need to be with another person. That's mm. it. So like people say, oh yeah, you know, well, everyone's going to be on automations. It's like a lot of people are, but I literally couldn't be less worried because the people that have been working with me for however long, there's been automations for ages. Yeah. There's so many, look at Nike training app. Look at, oh God, I'm sure there's um that, uh, what's her name? The Australian one, Kayla something. Um, it seems there's there's hundreds of them already out there and I, th- I think often I don't know about you but the way I sometimes do it is the people that go through those sort of systems similar to the eight week 12 week transformation vibe is they are not our clients now no. but they probably will be in the future absolutely and, I, and I'm absolutely fine with that because I'm like we totally. we, uh, we wouldn't align on where you are at now and I wouldn't be able to help you because of where you are and your self-awareness and your mindset of who you perceive you are, yeah. the support that you need exactly. is totally different to what I offer. So there's a misalignment there, but it might level out in the future and we might be a perfect fit. And that's great because they're the type of people I like to work with is when they've got their head in a, in a similar place and 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 seek the service that I offer exactly exactly and that's that makes me feel quite like um no but it makes me feel empowered like that makes me yeah I like it bring it on fucking bring it on I don't give a shit about your stupid new map whatever it it is that tells you that we should call it we should call it noob because it is a bit of a noob (laughs) when an app is suddenly telling you that if you have mental health issues then we can help you it's like it's a it's a fucking app mm-hmm. that app knows nothing it only knows what you input which i'm sure there isn't a, a section for like like a bullet uh mo- a multiple choice and like it's got your suddenly just got your really specific issue in there like oh yeah that's yeah. me and then you get honestly yeah I, I couldn't give a shit to be honest no couldn't give a shit but- um yeah cool was that so was that a, a- that was it oh. are we still here that was our yeah. segment we need a jingle for that, really, don't we? Yeah. So hit me up with another women's health. So, are food hangovers a thing? Yes. Fatigue, <laughs> headache, nausea. 
Uh, not a drop has passed your lips. Uh, antidotes are feeling can go the post a reading abound, but does not research support this phenomenon. No, so that was my opinion, by the way. <laughs> you, there's certain things in food that make you feel a certain kind of way. If you got a lot of sugar, fat, and salt mixed together, it's going to be really, really nice and more at the time. And you're going to feel like an asshole. An asshole. An asshole. <laughs> you're going to feel <laughs> terrible the next day. However, you know when you're not going to feel terrible the next day? When you eat that stuff all the time, because your body mm. probably just, you know, you know, some people say like, oh, <laughs> it's funny actually. Some people say, Oh, there's like, there's funny, like a girl, a woman at work or something that every time, if you're eating something that isn't necessarily, I don't know, a bag of crisps or something, someone's like, oh, you're so lucky you can eat that. If I eat that, oh my God, I'm so bloated the next day. It's like, yeah, Becky, it's because you haven't eaten a crisp since 2010 and your body. You probably now reject it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you um, know, when people cut sugar out and then it's like, yeah. oh, sugar, God, that oh feels... it made me feel terrible. It's like, well, yeah. You've just cut it out. If you cut out vegetables for a month and then started eating loads of broccoli, you would destroy your toilet and you'd probably be really unwell for a bit. It's like, yeah, that's why, in a way, I think it's good to, if you know that you're going to, you know, I'm never going to stop eating chocolate buttons ever. So having a small amount every day is going to be a lot better than having none and then eating three bags after eight weeks and make Mm -hmm. it making myself sick like yeah which is also why we spoke about um if you have an intolerance to something fair enough but if you make up that you've got intolerances and cut them out your body will just resent them more when you bring them back Mm -hmm. or will actually make you intolerant when you do bring them back because you've almost created this like problem that didn't exist before so when we talk about food hangovers think grogginess headaches dehydration nausea and bloating Mm -hmm. um A study published by BMJ Open linked salt consumption of eight grams with a higher frequency of headaches, while Mm -hmm. researchers couldn't prove causation that salty food causes dehydration, a precursor to headaches. Mm -hmm. It is well established. Um, And then, like Sasha says, high fat foods, potatoes in cream, pancakes with Nutella, all that sort of stuff. They're mixing carbs with fat, basically. Yeah, it like with with fats, it delays how quickly it empties in your digestive tract mm-hmm. because it's just like think about the consistency of anything that's fat yeah. orientated it's just claggy. slow yeah it's just claggy like, <laughs> like did you ever have him um, at school like claggy school cake do you know yeah, what I mean yeah claggy cake claggy cake that I was love just that like <laughs> like it was like you could either have it after lunch or you could have it as a doorstop at home it was <laughs> absolutely fine a hockey as puck <laughs> yeah no absolutely and you, yeah you're right just think of think of the simplest terms like think of the consistency um yeah so also it's, it's, it's an individual it's, thing it is an individual thing and some people are more sensitive than others um and some people don't notice all, at all I do feel like as I've got a little bit older I always used to say I'm not one of these people that you know when someone goes oh it's a bit too sweet I was never that person because I just <laughs> I just <laughs> always I always thought that I could just have sweet yeah. stuff all the time whereas actually as I've got a bit older and my taste would have changed I do find myself going a bit like oh that's a bit 
it's a bit much now whereas <laughs> when I was younger I could just keep going like I had oh no my God. there's a reason I had so many fillings by the time I was like 14 I remember got, I got my brace fitted when I was 14 and um I was like to the orthodontist like what's all those little like speckles on my x-ray like like what's those and he was like they are all your fillings I was like to my mum I was like oh my god I have had so many fillings I've got you know one what? oh I've got like 10 like something mad yeah really <laughs> but I don't know if that was in like my baby teeth because I've obviously got adult teeth now so I don't yeah. know if it's different but um I did say to my mum I was like why did I have so many fillings and she was like because you were such a sugar fiend like my mum used to give me it and it was actually my favorite treat when I was really little and I remember it really well I can't remember the last time I've done this but a banana yeah with a plate of sugar no and I would just roll the banana in the plate of sugar it's already sugary what's my problem <laughs> yes I actually just had a flashback you know I used to eat um cooking apple dipped in sugar see that's similar ish but I'm dipped in sugar. <laughs> I know. But so the point that obviously I know exactly what you mean. As you get older, I used to have honestly, no one eats puddings like me. Literally, mm-hmm. I, I could be so full and everyone jokes that there's a separate stomach. It's like, no, you just crave like you could eat savory and then sweet, and then you crave. So if you're just having like Haribo, then crisps, then you'd want Haribo yeah. again. It's just the opposite. But as I've got older, I've got such a like I used to say that my favorite meal would be like steak and peppercorn sauce and chips and like creamed spinach. But now I'm like, yeah, I'd like that. I would be a bit like, yeah, yeah. And then pudding would have been like sticky toffee pudding with loads of custard and like, and now I'm like, a few bites maybe, but no, it's too Mm. much. It it sounds, can't believe I'm saying it. Who am I? My (laughs) mom's going to be listening to this like, what happened right. to my daughter? But your taste buds do change. They massively. do change. They change when you're when you're younger. You know, they say, "Oh, kids are so fussy." It's like, yeah, you get the you know. When I was a kid, my mum said I used to like love like goat's cheese and mussels and oysters and shit, which is really unheard of. But I don't know, it's just weird. Um, but you do develop taste buds, and obviously for mm. different stuff. And as you get older, like, yeah, you just don't want that stuff. Mm. Just change. I don't. Yeah. I do, I do, yeah, I don't know. It's a strange one. But I guess from a tip point of view, then, when it comes to um, the food hangover thing, it's like, realistically, are, are you ever going to eat um, rich, sugary or salty foods again in your life? Yeah, yeah, you, prob- you probably are. But is there anything that you can do to help those out? Okay, well, if it's going to be high in salt, like you say, that can maybe be um, equate to dehydration, headaches, feeling a bit groggy the next day making sure you're drinking plenty of water like is a really easy way just to make sure you're supporting that isn't it it's not and I think when it comes to foods and and challenges that people face when they go oh I'm trying to like I'd really need to stop eating so much salty stuff or rich Mm -hmm. or whatever it's like okay but rather than trying to say stop doing those what could you do to kind of like improve them in other ways so yeah adding veg helps yeah that would like if you've got really rich food if you add a plate with Mm -hmm. more vegetables on it would maybe counteract like the palate of that, but at the same time, your digestive system of how it goes down. Yeah, exactly. There's ways of making it a bit more. But also, if you know that in your life you're going to have foods like that, then overly restricting them is only going to make it worse. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. if, you know, I'm everyone knows I'm a big fan of burgers and chips and whatever. Um, and the only reason that when I eat really salty burger and chips, 
in it I feel fine is because I don't want to say like I'll just have it more often but it's because you don't restrict it's because I just have it and then it's like whatever my body's like oh yeah look okay a bit of extra salt whatever Mm -hmm. um and when I say restricting I mean we're going back to like the world the world of clean eating here where people didn't put any seasoning no salt plain everything everything had to have been grown from the ground like nothing processed but they drank protein shakes which is highly processed um not even like uh chicken thighs you know it was all like lean everything and if you have an overly restrictive diet like that which is also like herbs and spices is so good for you which is mental and like so is like fats and seeds and nuts mm-hmm. and oils and stuff but hey that's a, for another pod um then when you have something that is basically the opposite of what you've been eating you're going to feel terrible yeah if you have um cheeses and certain oils and um spices and uh, red meat every so often and ever so often every ever so often um fatty yeah fattier cuts of meat and lean cuts of meat fish whatever if you have that then when you have something like that you'll feel totally fine and you won't wake up in the morning wanting to like shit yourself <laughs> which is also a byproduct of a food <laughs> <laughs> for sure and I never shit myself when I have my burger and chips ever it would be a terrible affair <laughs> um, what else Jess? I'm just trying to look I don't know if there is any more I like women's health there's a lot of like um, and I know it's it's allowed to be other things but it's a lot of like beauty stuff as well um serums and things is the current section i'm on um oh this actually is quite funny think about death more often yes really confronting her mortality help writer outdoor enthusiast and film set horse wrangler maggie sleepian feel joy more easily that's what we were talking about the other day wasn't it love that shit um flex your mental muscle open yourself up to the idea that happiness is a skill yeah. I think that as well, you know, like with um, with exercise, people always think about, oh, what's it doing for my body? What's it doing for my body? Whereas actually from a um, neuroplasticity point of view, yeah. it's like you're improving your overall brain health by doing it as well, because you're basically teaching your body to send better signals to your muscles to improve that connection, which is only going to help you later in life. But also it's like a brain workout. And I think people forget about that quite often as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I like that. Bit of brain training. Brain training, um, yeah, it's so important. It's one of the main things that's been proven to hold off Alzheimer's, dementia. Um, learning something new is something that we do when we're younger. And then as we get older, we just stop because we feel like we don't need to do it anymore when it's literally been proven that it helps. So so it's really important to have like like me and Jess were saying, like everyone turns every hobby into like a side hustle. It's like, oh my God, you're allowed to do something just for fun and like to learn something. Like I know a few people that do like Duolingo mm. languages. My mum does uh, Duolingo all the time. Um, Wordle's a good one. Um, Matt does so many puzzles every day. Like yeah, he's 100% going to out, outlive me in the brain section because he does like Wordle. He does Octodle, which is basically Wordle times wow. eight all in one go. He does like Sudoku. He loves it. He like he just is very that way inclined. He loves Good for that him. Thing. And I think more people should be encouraged to do things like that rather than watch 
people dance on TikTok and just be like. <laughs> Don't you think sometimes, have you seen the art where it's like they take away people's phones and it just look weird, doesn't it? When it's like, it's like there's an artist that has done like uh, paintings. Yes. Of, where they've just removed the phones and it's like couples back to back in bed, but like looking at the hand or like on the tube, people just staring. It's just like, it, it is sad that we're, we're like that now. It is. It's it just, is. But also it's, it's not a phone, is it? No, it's just like a computer, isn't it's it? It's a device. But I was saying to Jess the other day, because um, me and Dan are going away for December. And I was thinking, like, I, I would really like to, for it to be an, a holiday that's offline. Um, so don't get wrong, you know, I'd have programming to do for clients and stuff. But I don't mean that kind of offline. I mean, like, doing my work, using my phone for um, maps. Or I could just use maps on my laptop, so maybe I wouldn't even have to do that. And just not use it to talk to people that aren't there, you know. Mm-hmm. And look at pictures look at other what it's like seems so stupid like I'm traveling halfway around the world to experience a different life and then I'm just looking what other people are doing in, in the UK I know what you mean but when I went away and I took my phone and I still use it the whole time I didn't find myself doing that in my mm. in my time with my phone I found myself like you say researching like the next place we were going yeah. or using it for maps for like oh we need to get there or whatever or having like so many different apps for booking.com of all the different hotels we were yeah. staying in so and what so it was handy for that to do would be have your phone with you because you should have it anyway and just delete all the social media delete stuff. and not that i use facebook but delete facebook instagram tiktok whatsapp um what else what else do i don't think i use anything else um yeah. twitter not that i use twitter but dan's obsessed with twitter so delete twitter delete basically messaging services and watching stuff I don't need to see a grandma tripping over on lad bible like I'm in Oman it's like I don't need to see that shit as much as it not required (laughs) it's not required um but yeah I think it's I think it's super important I also forgot what the topic was about brain training about brain training there you go how about experience something different and eat the food and speak to the people and just have like a live the dream basically but yeah brain training is super important learning to lift weights Mm. learning to even challenge your own thoughts when it comes to what you're eating and why you're eating it and I think we forget about that as well like as much as you wanting to improve your health and fitness you are learning like you learn a new language like you learn a new hobby learning a skill yeah exactly you are learning something so it's like the, the the benefit of that is so healthy for your brain so healthy for your brain it's good for your body it's good for your brain it's good for everything and with fitness it's fine it's like it's not finite it's infinite isn't it so like you are always learning um and that like is brain training itself like you go to the gym you do a certain movement it feels different than last time you ask yourself why Hmm. you see if you can use a different piece of kit to maybe go heavier or whatever it might be and it's like you constantly move in those sort of little boundaries every time exactly which is very very good for our brain training hmm. last one. Oh, i don't know if i've got any more <laughs> the book is the magazine is clearly not wow if uh, that's all we've got that's actually it's not that you know we've had a, a whole pod out of it but um there was one here that i think is a good one to end on we're two we're two females we are both self-employed mm-hmm so the secret shame of the side hustle, right? Um, 
And I think this is relevant to what we're talking about still today with health and fitness, because we all have careers. We all have jobs. Yeah. Um, I think self-employment and, and me and Sasha talk about this a lot. Um, sounds great. You get to choose your own hours, escape the rat race, whatever it might be, work on your passion. But there's lots of research, and this is what the article's about, but as research reveals, the feminine freelancers are more likely to suffer poor mental health mm-hmm. than our male counterparts. And is that because women are missold the realities of entre- entrepreneurship? Ooh, this is really interesting. So anyone who's listening, who's owned your own business, who's female, who can relate to this at some point in their life, or even in not necessarily self-employed life, but going after a career where they thought it was the be all and end all, and it was going to be exactly what they wanted, but it quickly led to burnout. Like I'm sure we can all relate to situations like that in our life. Business values. If you want to think of like what you want out of your business. So when I started mine from doing loads of one-to-ones in a chain gym, there was one thing that I didn't have in that gym and it was time. I had no time to do my own training. I had no time to do anything that I wanted to do. I was working all morning till lunchtime, having a lunch off and then going home to sleep on the floor in burnage I used to literally just lie on the floor and then wake up have something to eat and go back to work and that was it Monday to Saturday and then I'd have Sunday but I'd be too exhausted and then I'd do all my admin for the week on a Sunday because that's the only time I had it when I'd say admin I mean life admin doing my washing changing my bed sheets going going to Tesco to do a food shop because I was just relying on convenience food because I didn't have any time to actually cook anything yeah. When you're working from 6 a.m. till 1 in the afternoon and then 4 p.m. till 10, 9, 10, home by 10. Obviously, I didn't do PT sessions at 9 o'clock, but I did them at 8. Yeah. And then what? And because you're young and, you, and you've, you're a personal trainer and suddenly you're getting paid to help people train, you think, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever done. Like, how have I never done this? But that will last for six months. Yeah, until you, your body basically says, you cannot yeah. do this anymore. This is not okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do. You, you reach that point. Um, I worked in marketing. Um, I wanted to set up myself and would work before work, commute for 40 minutes, work for seven hours, commute another 40 minutes back, work and do one-to-one with a few more clients. And again, I could only do it for a certain period of time before I was just burnt. I was so burnt out and my training took a, a backseat. I was probably physically not very healthy. Um, mentally was frazzled as well, which then has an impact on what you're trying to do. So you're trying to be the best coach you can be, the best person in your actual job or whatever. And it's like, you're not, you, you're almost half full. You're 50% of everything. Yeah, exactly. Which is why like, you have to wonder like and then people do that and then they go self-employed and they're like yeah oh finally I'm, I can work my own hours and they just do the same thing mm. and then it's like okay if your business value singular is to make silly money then yeah you ain't gonna do that in 35 hours a week unfortunately mm. um but then if your business value is to be financially settled but have some time then you have to be really strict with it what did you say the other day about um the biggest regret that people have is when they get to the old age is that they didn't do more things and like 
yeah just enjoy their own time more exactly and they, <laughs> they did a study um where did I see it it was basically that they gave people either three extra days off or three days extra of wages but they work the same and then watch them basically for however obviously that's the thing with these studies that it's never long enough to really see because no one's willing to be part of a study for years and years and years but I can't remember the the time frame I think it was six six months anyway a good amount of time and then they did like at the end interviews basically like happiness stress levels dietary uh, how much how much do you exercise um what's your diet like um what are your thoughts about the future and stuff like that and the people with three extra days off were living the dream and the people with three extra days wages were all like depressed yeah it's it's, but- it's quite common now it, um a guy I used to work with left the company I worked for and set up his own business um a marketing agency in Leeds and he does a four-day work week and the salaries are all the same as if it was a five-day work week yeah and which you should be able to do but people just don't do it and it, because there's like there's there's research which goes like improved productivity because people because you're like oh, I've only got four days to get it done like you work a little bit harder to get that stuff done you come back on Monday feeling more refreshed because you've had a long weekend you live for the fact that you can take those longer weekends and how many times do you see those memes on Instagram where it's like I'm campaigning for a three-day weekend one day to see my friends one day to socialize, like one day, I can't remember what it is, one day to like see friends, one day to see family and one day to do like my admin, my life Yeah, absolutely. But then there's an issue with that as well because you get used to anything you do. Mm -hmm. So say you had three days off now and then you worked four days, you just want four days off because you wouldn't have time. That's the things that you want to do would fill up those three days because you'd find extra things to do because we can't, for the love of God, just have some spare time to do nothing. We'll be like, oh, I could be doing this, I could be have doing that. Have you been reading a book about time? <laughs> you know what, though? That actually didn't come from there. <laughs> that came from, um, where did I read about that we'd fill that time with something else? It was a, a documentary about Scandinavia, genuinely. But yeah, I am yeah. reading 4,000 weeks. But it was um, that you would, if you had three days off, you'd fill it because you've got yeah. it. It's like yeah. when people say, oh, I wish I could just earn another £1,000 a month because um, I really need it. And I could be, I could live this life or blah, blah, blah. And then they get it. And then their life just expands to meet that need. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they're like, oh, oh, I wish I had another thousand pounds because yeah, because you've got used to that money. You will just spend what you have. There's people that live paycheck to paycheck earning 20 grand a month. You have to understand that it's not the amount, it's your attitude towards what you have in your mm-hmm. time. Um, but yeah, that was a, yeah. I can't remember the documentary, but obviously, as you can tell, I really liked it. <laughs> No, it is. I always like the Scandinavian countries are well more switched on about uh, yeah. work-life balance and time than we are. I think yeah. America's probably the worst, isn't it? Like for America's like, a third-world country wearing a Gucci belt. It's it's mad because um, like they don't get many holidays, but a lot of them don't even take the holidays because it's like the um, social pressure or whatever, the peer pressure at work, where it's like, oh. They're going away. It's I like, would honestly tell them to go and suck a fat one. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> maybe maybe that's, be like maybe that's just certain industries. I don't know. But yeah, the, law, the, law, especially apparently, law in America, like it's just, it's just, it is what it is. That's what you do. You work every hour of the day in a corporate law firm. That's just what you do. If they need you when you're out at dinner, that's it. It's like um uh Devil Wears Prada. Oh yeah, yeah. 
you know when she's got that little phone and it goes off no matter what she's doing it's like yeah well, you've you bought into that that's mm-hmm. what you're gonna have to do now yeah well this this summarizes with life post p45 future proof your mental health as a freelancer or or anyone i guess which is mm-hmm. establish your boundaries this is like tip number one having physical space between your working areas and your living areas is a good way to set boundaries um, especially like those of us that are working from home. I think that's a good one. Find your network. Networks, particularly people who are in similar position to you, are invaluable, aka us. Mm-hmm. Um, ride the highs and the lows. Great practices to write down how you're feeling through the week. Just a word or two in a journal. And then at the end of the week, spend 15 minutes reflecting. Next comes figuring out how you can switch up the tasks that aren't working and build more uplifting tasks into your week. And then the last tip is schedule time to celebrate. Avoiding endurance fatigue is... According to Dr. Bab, a case of celebrating the small wins. She argues that you should set aside time in your week to reflect on what you've achieved. Be specific and reward yourself with a treat. You're doing something really hard and keep your journey interesting. Yeah. What was the first one? Bound something about boundaries. Boundaries, network, highs and the lows, and time to celebrate. So boundaries is a funny one because again, I think it's a not a buzzword because a buzzword uh, makes you think of something bad. I just mean that it's a, a word that people yeah but I read an article the other day and it it was this lady mate she was a therapist and she made a really good point she was like boundaries only work if you initiate them so you say you're in a group of people right and you don't like it when people talk about like I don't know gay people in a horrible way right it's this up to you so there's nothing you can ever do that's going to control what people say. Obviously, they shouldn't be saying it, but this is the world we live in. There's always going to be people talking shit about a certain group of people, right? That's it. And she was saying the reason people don't use their boundaries well is because they basically try and enforce it on everyone else. And it's like that mm. boundary is yours. So instead of saying like, you shouldn't say, oh, excuse me, guys. Um, I don't like it when people say stuff like this. So you all need to stop. It's like that's not a boundary, that's a request. Yeah, that's not helpful because it's got nothing to per- do. Yeah, they can do that what person they don't learn. Yeah. Exactly. They Freedom can do of what speech. They want. Exactly. So you saying, like, oh, you know, this is my boundary and you should be um you should be uh what's the word? Honoring that or respect. On- yeah, you should be honoring it. You should you know that this is my boundary. You shouldn't be talking about this. It's like that's never gonna do anything. The boundary is yours. So really what you sh- instead of just requesting that these people stop their conversation, which has got nothing to do with you, what you should really say to yourself inside your head is I don't I don't hang around with people who uh talk well, like, that way yeah. about gay yeah. people. So I'm just gonna walk away. That's it. That's your that's yours then. Yeah, Those yeah. people got nothing to do with you. You can't control what people say, it's not no. up to you. It's up to you to leave conversations that make you feel uncomfortable. Or in some instances as well, if someone says something, it's like rather than trying to change your mind, which I think some people yeah. just love to they do. They love it. Oh, my God, they love it. Just the power thing. Like, yeah, I'm like, you know when someone like tries to argue with you and you're like, but, but I'm, I'm not bothered that that's your opinion. <laughs> yeah. This is mine. I'm okay with that. Why are you so bothered yeah, about trying to change weird. mine? So instead, I think sometimes you can maybe leave people with like thought provoking things. So say, mm. say, for example, if someone said home, something homophobic mm. or whatever, mm. it's like, you could say, well, I think I don't necessarily agree with that. Mm. I think, and you can just give, you can give them some food for thought. Yeah. That's all you can do, but you can't necessarily say, oh, like, do you know what I mean? You can't get, get on your high horse or you mm. can't say like, you're wrong. Like, it's like that what, what's that going to do that's not going to help anybody they're not going to respond what do you want from that outcome because it's yeah. not going to be 
not going to be great in any way but exactly but it's the same in business isn't it yeah boundaries I and I think when it comes to talking about boundaries is a a, someone who's self-employed is more necessarily around is like what we say like yes we are um available to help our clients out but we also speaking of that burnout need to have time for ourselves so that means Sasha and I are not replying to messages at 10 o'clock at night or like and, and I say this but like when I've got loads of work to do I'm like messaging my client like I'm doing this tonight but don't this is yeah this is what, yeah I'm doing this now because I just haven't got time tomorrow yeah. so this is me but it's like making sure that they know what that is yeah um because ultimately like it is we we, we need our time we need to feel great exactly. we need self-care we that type of thing so and it's your um, business it's literally you created it so one my, of my favorite boundary is not doing um pt sessions in at night so it's not up yeah. to me to say oh would you mind maybe doing a bit earlier it's like oh I actually don't do sessions after this time um so if you could let me know your second preferred time and I'll do my best to fit it it's not like do you mind if you could it's like no it's my business this is how it runs that's it yeah yeah. one of my favorite things as well is when it comes to boundaries is realizing that I feel like I've lost my train of thought (laughs) realizing you know what I I just thought of you like looking into the and then just hearing like the the, uh, crickets outside it's like uh I had a really good point it's just faded never mind who cares <laughs> never mind everyone's everyone's switched off by now and if they've not liked subscribed taking a screenshot and put it on the story yet I'm not um, interested what anyway doing? what are you doing yeah um anyway anyway did anyone notice that we did a new jingle last week uh people did notice but then when I asked them about they're like oh yeah I noticed that it's like well I've got an idea how, how about you send me a message say, nice jingle yeah, excuse me, it took me about 25 minutes to do that. So can you please? <laughs> um, can I just say that my client's just put, she's in Thailand with her partner and she's just put on a picture of them sunbathing in fucking bikinis in on an island. And she's, look, she's reading Ramit's book. Oh, <laughs> cute. And she, she halfway through it. Go on, Jode. I literally <laughs> saw it and I was like, oh, that is so sweet. Yeah um for sure uh just a little shout out as well to my friend hannah who is currently in a seven-day quarantine in a hong kong hotel and she's mm. been catching up on all the pods so i said i would give a little shout out shout out Woo! um yeah so i've got 10 people's programs to do today <laughs> have fun i'm going to my friend's baby's first birthday party that's cute yeah Good. and then I'm going to the pub afterwards so that'd be all right I'm really hopefully going to trying to go to sleep at around eight yeah what are you going to do you need to tie yourself I, I suggest a brisk walk after you finish all your programming good idea maybe a run maybe. walk yeah I went for, I went for a walk yesterday through because mm. I, I again did a bit of work yesterday morning went for a walk through the woods which it's not like a big vast woods mm. and a, de- a deer ran out in front of me really that's cool and I got and I got it on video. Really? You don't get was... deers in Didsbury. Yeah, there was it was two deer. And then there was a dog, a little dog chasing it. I was like, <laughs> and I can't whistle. Matt takes the mick out of the fact that I can't whistle. Even like that. Oh my God. No, but I can, but it's just really small. <whistles> so I was on this video recording because I was about to show Matt that I could see this deer and mm. then it ran past me. Mm. Um and then it ran past me and this dog ran at ran after it and I was like oh no the dog's gonna get it so then the video is me going come here 
<laughs> Matt was like, oh, for God's sake, I bet the dog was like, shut up. Shut up. Lovely. Yeah, he was still in the, in the bin. Okay, have a great time in Lisbon. I will. I'm not doing any, I'm not taking my laptop. Oh my God. I'm being strict lady. Not taking my laptop. I'm not doing emails. I'm, um, I am going to be off the grid. Oh with the, my with God. Yeah, with the Prada sunglasses on. I'll I'll put the picture of Sasha with the Prada sunglasses on as the cover of this you got it. snippet. Well, yeah, we've re- we recorded the video. Oh my we? god, amazing! She's putting them on again. For God's sake. Sorry, but you gotta get your use out of them because they cost you so much. <laughs> they suit you. you Iconic. Need, yeah, orange little scrunchie. You need something orange because it looks really nice color with it. It's not orange, Jess. It's rust. Oh, for <laughs> <laughs> Goodness uh, best scrunchie of all time. No, sorry, but they like I can just imagine like I don't know. Okay. They do suit me. They are amazing. They yeah. Amazing. Right. I'm gonna wear these and do my work. Have a great day. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Goodbye.